Hey friends, I'm Julie Holmquist and you are listening to Kairos Moments Podcast. God's been speaking to you for a while and you know you are called to something. It's time to stop playing it safe with your faith, time to lean into your calling, and time to bring those God-given dreams to life. It's time. Let's do this together. Have you ever felt like you knew God's put a dream in your heart, but you just feel stuck there? That's it. You just know he's put it there and it's not going anywhere. I have. So today I'm going to be talking about five tips to begin bringing your God-given dreams to life. These will be five ways that you can start putting action behind your dream. It's going to be a real nuts and bolts practical episode today, short and sweet. So let's dive in. The first one is to stop scrolling. Reduce your social media screen time. Seriously. Why? For a few reasons. One, it steals your God-given creativity. We cannot create when we are busy, too busy looking at what everyone else is doing on social media. And by doing that, we aren't giving God a chance to plant something in us or to nurture something to grow in our own hearts. Number two, it makes us fat. (laughs) I don't mean physically, I mean mentally and spiritually. We keep consuming, but we aren't giving anything out. We aren't creating with what we're consuming. We aren't creating with God. There are spiritually fat Christians, but that's a podcast for another day. I've been there before. I know what that's about. I've been taught from some of the best teachers in the world. I have sat under some amazing teaching at Christ for the Nations. I've attended some amazing conferences and read really good books but I stayed spiritually fat until I put those things into practice. Number three, when we scroll too much, we end up comparing. When we compare, we end up becoming discontent and impatient. The seeds we planted yesterday take a while to produce a harvest and we become impatient. So what do we do? We end up uprooting those seeds of that dream and we transplant them somewhere else. And If we keep comparing, then we will keep digging up those seeds and replanting them. And we actually never get to the harvest. We actually never get to seeing our God-given dream come to fruition. We are continually in that cycle of planting and not being patient to see them through to the harvest. So we uproot them and transplant them somewhere else. That plant, that God-given dream that God has given us, It doesn't have a chance to put its roots down or to receive nutrients and to grow. And so when we scroll too much, we end up comparing. And because we never see a harvest, we end up getting burned out because everything we do feels futile, futile, however you pronounce it. We get depleted and discouraged and we don't want to even think about our dream anymore. So it just lies there. Instead, I want you to do the hard work of going deep with God and what he's speaking to your heart. This requires some stillness and some alone time and quiet. By doing this, it eliminates comparison and competition and feeling like what you have to offer doesn't matter. One practical way you can do that is to put your phone down, put it in another room altogether. Give your mind the margin to think and your spirit time to 
absorb what God's telling you so you can create. Galatians 6, 4, and 5 says in the message version, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Do you want confidence? Ask God to show you specifically how he created you in the exact race you're to run. Ask him to show you the training you need to accomplish what that is. I am never more confident than when I have heard God and I'm running with what he's told me. Otherwise, I'm constantly looking to my right and to my left, wondering, am I on the right path? There's nothing like being in the middle of God's plan. Okay, so number two of the five ways or five tips to bringing your God-given dream to life, share your dream with someone else. I know that's scary for some of us. It is because there's a potential that that person will not get it. They may not understand they may shoot it down. They may they may try to poke holes in it. That's why you should share your dream with someone who is safe. It becomes more real. The American Society of Training and Development did a study which said you are 65% more likely to complete a goal if you commit to telling someone about it. And if you have a specific accountability partner or appointment with someone like a coach, you increase your chance of success by up to 95%. Like I said, of course, be wise in who you share it with. I don't think we should just share our dream with everyone. Or even, I think we should be wise in who we share it with. Because there are some people who won't be supportive of it. And you might be discouraged before you even start. When Nehemiah had it in his heart to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, he didn't run out and share that dream with everyone. He took some time. He prayed about it. He fasted. He pondered it in his heart. Joseph, on the other hand, shared his dream right away, and it wasn't the right time or the place to share it. His brothers weren't ready to hear it, and his father couldn't understand what Joseph's dream could possibly mean. They weren't ready for it. I can't tell you how many times I have gotten so excited at what God's put in my heart, and I just run on ahead. I run ahead of them, and I'm like, okay, God, let's go. I've got this. But dreams take time. There's a process they go through. There's also a process God has in mind for each of us as we're waiting on Him. Our character is being tested and refined and strengthened. So not only are we able to run the sprint that's right in front of us, but we are able to run our entire race. He wants us to not only accomplish the dream, but to be transformed into the women he created us to be. Those dreams are like the seeds that we planted. If we plant them and tend to them, they'll germinate. But those dreams also must see the light of day in order to grow. And that's why sharing it, bringing it out into the open is so important. Community is vital. I have a community of women who have God-given dreams, just like me. I am part of Called Creatives. It's a membership group led by Allie Worthington and Lisa Whittle. And the friendships I've made in this community are invaluable. They are like-minded women who understand what it means to carry and to steward a God-given dream. 
I'll include a link for you in the show notes to join if that's something you're interested in, or you can email me at Juliet Stuff of Heaven and ask me questions. I've been a part of it for a couple years, and it's been amazing. So the next one is take a step of faith. That's number three. You won't know the fullness of what God can do through you if you don't try. If we sit back and wait for the perfect time or the perfect scenario, we probably will just sit back. We probably won't put any action behind it. Everything in the Christian life requires a step of faith. And your God-given dream, even though God gave it to you, also requires faith. And we know in James that it says, faith without works is dead. Number four, recognize the fact that you are not going to hit the bullseye every single time. So just take that pressure off of you right now. Simply learn from your mistakes. And that's where clarity comes in. Learning from our mistakes. Don't be afraid of failure. Failure can be a great teacher if we let it be. From the time she was a young girl, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, was encouraged to take risks. And if you're a woman, you have likely heard of the word Spanx. If you know, you know. Matter of fact, Blakely said her dad used to invite her and her brother to share their failures at the dinner table. He would ask them, like, how did you fail today? Instead of being disappointed or upset, their dad would celebrate their efforts. It totally reframed her definition of failure. Failure then became not trying versus a particular outcome. And this is where a lot of us dreamers and creatives give up. It gets hard. We start to question everything and we experience pushback or failure. And it's like, I can't do this. Or maybe I wasn't even supposed to try. We are going to make mistakes. We will experience setbacks and failures, but that doesn't mean it's not God's dream for you. So number five, stop thinking if you take one wrong step, it's finished. God's taking that dream back. He doesn't want any part of it. You messed it all up. That is not the truth. God's will is not a tightrope where if we make one wrong move, we fall and everything comes crashing down. If you get off course, if you make a mistake, God will give you a course correction, just like our GPS does in our cars. If we take a wrong turn, he reroutes us. He works everything out according to his plan. He loves the dream he's put in your heart more than you do. Let me say that again. He loves the dream he's put in your heart more than you do. He loves to work through surrendered and yielded hearts, not perfect hearts, surrendered and yielded hearts. 2 Corinthians 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So there's the five. There's stop scrolling, share your dream with someone else, step out in faith, recognize the fact that you will fail, but let it be a teacher. And number five, God's will is not a tightrope. So maybe you're listening to this episode and you're saying to yourself, this is all good, Julie, but I don't even know if my dream is from God or not. I've created a free resource just for you. If you go to stuffofheaven.com, put your email in the pop-up, you'll receive the seven questions you can ask yourself to find out if your dream is from God or not. I ask myself these seven questions just about every time I feel like God's asked me to do something and I don't hear him or I don't think I hear him as clearly as I want to. 
So these seven questions do just that. They help bring clarity because not everything is a thus saith the Lord, Julie, go do this. Wouldn't that be easier and simpler for us? But God's asking us to be in a relationship with him where we depend on him, we trust him, and we step out in faith. So those seven questions were created just for you and for me. Go to stuffofheaven.com, put your name in the email and your email address, and you'll be able to download it. So I hope this was helpful, and I'll see you next time. 